Thanksgiving Day, the annual national holiday in the United States celebrating the harvest and other blessings of the past year is modeled after a 1621 harvest feast shared by the English colonists of Plymouth and the Wampanoag people. This was a rather disorderly affair, but it sealed the treaty between the two groups that lasted until King Philip's War in 1675. The New England colonists were accustomed to regularly celebrating Thanksgivings, days of prayer, thanking God for their blessings. Yet, after 1798, the new U.S. Congress left official Thanksgiving declarations to the states. Thanksgiving Day did not become an official holiday until Northerners dominated the federal government, and on October 3, 1863, during the Civil War, President Lincoln proclaimed a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated on Thursday, November 26th. The holiday was annually proclaimed by every president thereafter, and the date chosen, with few exceptions, was the last Thursday in November. Finally, in 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued a proclamation designing the fourth or designating the fourth Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving, Ty. Your favorite holiday. My favorite holiday. My favorite holiday. Yeah, we finally made it. Finally. Yeah. Finally made Rest it. of the year doesn't matter. We're just no, we're, it's we're all just, about Thanksgiving we just then are waiting for next year's Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we talked of a couple of months ago, I guess it was now, a, a societal trend mm-hmm. that's heading us into the wrong direction. That's uh, restaurants asking for tips when they don't oh. do a damn thing. And we, we talked and, about. And, and I noticed it and it bothered me before you brought that up. Yeah. It's gotten even worse since you brought it up. Like I, Now you it, notice it everywhere. And, and I blatantly, I mean, I will say sometimes, like, uh, tip the tip here. <laughs> I'll like call it out. Like, so how do I get past this page? <laughs> how do I get past? That's good. Yeah. See, hey, I, I'm I'm kinder than that. I just say just no tip. subtly say yeah, no. I just say no tip. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I feel bad. That's the thing. They've sucked you in. Yes. To feeling bad. Yes. Oh, I that still no do. But like because of our conversation, I'm like, no. Like I called an order in, you put, I'm paying you for that. Right. And then even some that there's like service fees on top of it. And then they still ask for a yeah. tip. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. me hot. So we, we can continue down and, yeah. but that's a, that's a societal trend that, that we don't like where another trend that I don't like where we're headed is this Christmas celebration starting November 1st. Oh, I thought you were going to say this Christmas celebration. <laughs> yeah. This trend Christmas. that people are celebrating the birth <laughs> of Christ. Christmas thing. Well, that's not what they're celebrating. Let's be clear about that. Uh, Wasn't he born in the summer? Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's, but yeah. you go to Hobby Lobby, you got all these stores. Oh, I no, Decorations I, are starting actually, yes. November 1st. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My household. Oh, bro. My wife, the biggest Christmas feed ever. Way, if, you went into Home Depot, if you went into Home Depot in September, they had Christmas decorations up. If you went into Costco or you went into, yeah, Hobby Lobby, oh, it was way before November It's ridiculous. 1st. It, was, it was September. Commercials on TV are starting. Are, have Christmas been, movies. Have been going. Christmas been, movies. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not a, I am a Scrooge. Yeah. I am duh. the Grinch. <laughs> like, Christmas is cool, but I'm, it's not that cool. So it's not that I don't like Christmas. It's just it's just getting sooner and sooner every single year that we start the celebration. And to me, it is a total bitch slap in the face to Thanksgiving. And I don't appreciate it. Imagine if someone let's let's make it a, a, a relevant holiday because I was gonna I was use Halloween, but it's like 
Halloween's totally a secular um, holiday date, whatever you want to call it. But imagine if someone started decorating for Halloween in like end of August. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that do it, but it's not a cultural shift no, norm. It, no, where we I, start. I don't think that people start decorating for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, in some August. some freaks probably do, but yeah. I, your point will take. Yeah, your point will so take. It, it 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 does linger, and I so for, and I'm with you on this because this is one of the biggest things. My wife would decorate in July. Yeah, like if, mine too. My wife would be the weird one that would just leave it up all year if she could if I let her. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> It's one not from to, a laziness, but just more of a... Yeah, I agree. Mine, mine <laughs> yeah. would too. Uh, but for me, what it does is it, is it kills the luster of it Yeah. before you even get to December. Before you even get there. You're tired of Christmas. Or not even that you're tired of it, <laughs> that you're just like numb to it, right? It's just like... It's not special. It's okay. This is just how my house looks. Because think about it. Like when you start decorating in November and then... When you take it down in January, you know, whether it's New Year's Day, whether it's some people let it linger, but how odd does your house look? Yeah. Because it's been up for so long that you're so used to it. You're like, wait a minute, something's wrong with the house. You're like, no, that's how I live yeah. 10 months of the year. And so that's to me, I'm like, okay, it's up too long. When I take it down, like, I don't recognize my house. I think that's a great point that you said because we do that with everything. Yeah. We do that with money. We do that with power. We do yeah. that with drugs and alcohol. We do that with sex. We take it way too far. Yeah. We take a good thing that's awesome and positive, mm-hmm. and we just abuse it until mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, and then we move on. And to that's the next what one. we've done to Christmas. Yeah. You start November 1st. By the time you get to the 25th of December, you're two months into this celebration. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's if, if, if Halloween's your thing, it's not really my thing, but if that's your thing, celebrate in October. Yeah. Thanksgiving, give, give Thanksgiving all of November. Let's, yeah. And then the day after, that's how it used to be. Black Friday. Right? Black Friday, the day after, that's when you pull out all the yes. decorations and the lights. And, the, and you can have if the entire be, month of December. If you want to be aggressive and you have Thanksgiving dinner at like 2 or 3 o'clock, you do the yeah. early deal. Hey, look, if, if you're so courageous to climb up in the attic after a heavy meal like that, after Thanksgiving dinner, and that's your thing. That's Go your thing. It. I'm with you. I'll even give you till through through the New Year's if you yes. want to leave your stuff up. Yeah. But quit disrespecting Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's the point of today's episode. We've been having this conversation for years. <laughs> like, quit disrespecting Thanksgiving. It's, it's, I, I'm oh, tired of it. Oh, man. You know, I think, it's, I think we started this podcast as, you know, a lot of different things, and, and it's been a lot of different. But I think it's one of the things we wanted to do was conversations to help improve society. And this conversation today is going to improve society. <laughs> the, this one because today, I've got sure. seven reasons or seven ways that gratitude or Thanksgiving uh-huh. can affect your brain. I like it. So the more we disrespect and just disregard and just overlook, and we're all, we're really yeah. like I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but seriously, we are not doing ourselves a favor here. Yeah, of honoring a day where we true where it's meant to be truly thankful. Yeah what you have now hopefully you do this more than just one day a year that's right and and again i'm going to go through the seven reasons why you should do this daily but to me it's like it's because it's become so irrelevant in in a lot of people's minds it's you got christmas two months three months it's like a christmas quarter now is what it is it it really is it's it, it literally is all of q4 is christmas yeah and look if do i think i mean 
do I think it's the most important holiday? When you get to the roots of what it what it is to for celebrate, you, yeah, the, for for me, you're, and, and yeah, you're, for me and my family, yes, you, the way you celebrate it is the right way to do yeah. it. You're not thinking about Santa Claus and like no. like you're celebrating it for what it was intended right, for. Right, right. I, I mean, this and Easter, right, are the two mm-hmm. are the two holidays that represent the most to my family and I. And it's funny, yeah. So, but do I think that we need to take an entire quarter and decorate for it? Nah, I don't. Do we need to celebrate it all year long? Yes, we do. But like, yeah. Tell me how those Christmas lights on December, on November first help you celebrate yeah. the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and, and this is another. Dis- we'll get this on our Christmas episode, but yeah. you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Yeah. That's offensive, right? Yeah. Because there's yeah. so many other holidays, Happy yeah. Holidays. Uh-huh. So anyway. That's for another day. Uh, so seven ways gratitude and, and I interchange gratitude and thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Same same thing affects the brain. Number one, this one might seem obvious, but gratitude releases toxic emotions. A study conducted on individuals seeking mental health guidance revealed that participants of the group who wrote letters of gratitude, besides their regular counseling sessions, felt better and recovered sooner. The other group in the study that were asked to journal their negative experiences instead of writing gratitude letters reported feelings of anxiety and depression. Again, sounds obvious, but what you focus on mm-hmm. is what you eventually... That becomes your world. Exactly. When you're focused on the negative, then this world is terrible. Like living in the negative and, and even sometimes, and, and we talk about it a lot, there's a line between striving to improve, striving to get better, having this internal, like as a, as a football player for me, I was never good enough. Like I never settled. What, what is dangerous about that is when you're focused on the negative aspects. When I watched film, all I looked for, I'd fast forward the good plays and I'd only watch the plays where I messed up or I needed a correction. And there was a point in my game and really it was most of my career until my last season is I had this negative outlook towards football. Like I just, I suck because all I watched and all I focused on was the bad plays. And I'm not saying this necessarily directly relates, but what it does is when I was like, when I shifted my focus, my last season, 2015, look, we were having the worst season as a team of any team that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. And we were like 4-12. and 12. Everything was going terrible. But, man, I celebrated the good plays. I, I, was, I literally took this, like, grateful approach to it. Like, I still get to play. 31 years old. Mm-hmm. I turned 32 in the season. Like, I still get to play this game. And I still get – my kids both get to be here and see it. My two at the time – my wife, like all of these things. And it was a completely different mindset, and it was a completely different season for me emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. going through that season. It was the best season, and I played the best. How much pressure did that relieve? Oh, my Goodness. gosh. And a lot of it had to do with my faith, right? A lot of it had to do with, like, hey, like, if I'm playing in a way that, like, God looks down and he's like, well done, mm-hmm. then – I don't have to impress my coaches. I don't have to impress my teammates. I don't have to impress the front office. I don't have to impress the fans. I don't even have to impress me because if I impress him, right, then 
everything underneath it. But again, it was a level of gratitude that I, that I applied to that season. And then things became positive because that's what I was focused on. And that's where that gratefulness comes in. Like if you are, if you are writing letters of gratefulness and you are focused on the things and, and taking note of all of the things that you're grateful for, then you can live in a positive world. Mm-hmm. This world around us can be positive and it can, and it can bring joy and, and it can bring productivity and love and all these great things. But if you just focus on the negative and like what you don't have, this world really is is a rough place. Like that's the anxiety and depression. And that is a culture where we've shifted. That pendulum has swung over that negativity. And as a result, we're more depressed. We're more medicated. We're more anxious. Uh, we're more alone than ever, ever before. So it's a simple thing. And, and writing letters of gratitude, you can also just do, if we just as a, took a 10-minute exercise every day, 10 minutes out of our day, and wrote down all of the good things, all of the things that we are grateful for versus all of the bad things, I can guarantee you, if you are not just trying to load up your negative list, I guarantee you your grateful list will be much longer than your yeah. negative list. And it's by no means a, and you're not saying this, I'm just reiterating, it's by no means a bury your head in sand mentality. No. This is just simply focusing your attention on everything that you have as yes. opposed to everything you don't have. Yes. And I'm with you. If I was ruler of the world, I did it just this morning, in fact, and it, and it really does make a difference. Just write down two things yeah. every morning. Two things. That's it. Just write down two things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And what it does is, is it resets your mind. And, again, it doesn't mean you don't strive yeah. to be better, like you said. doesn't mean you're not pushing. It just means you're grateful. You're, you're taking a moment to be grateful for the things that you do have. And again, to your point, I bet you that season, I mean, how foolish did you feel playing that season compared to previous seasons? seasons before, I was feeling sorry for myself. And I'm think, and then, like, when you get to that point, you're like, you feel sorry for yourself because you get to play in the yeah. NFL yeah. and you get to be compensated in this way to play a game. Mm-hmm. You get to wear gym shorts to work. Yeah. You have three months off in the middle of the year or in the after the season, and then you got another month in the summer, not a bad deal. Yeah. And that's that's another thing is gratitude. It, it removes you. It's like Jocko talks about and, and a ton of the, the psychologists we've had on the podcast talk about just getting yourself a 30,000-foot mm-hmm. view. Yep. Because, yes, to an outsider who sees an NFL player making more money than most people ever make in their life mm-hmm. to play a game, it's like how in the world could you not be grateful? But when you're in it, doesn't matter what your role is. When you're in it, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And you're comparing yourself to other people in there. Well, that, that comparison, right, yeah. is if you, if you really said and took an objective view at your house, at the cars you drive, the things you have, and you just took a step back and you're like, oh, dang, I'm pretty lucky to have this house. Like, I'm, I'm really lucky to have the roof over my head, the amount of the clothes in my closet, the food in the refrigerator, a refrigerator, yeah, water. Like, I'm a, I'm really grateful for this. Your comparisonitis of all of these people that like, oh man, they have such a nice house. I want a nicer house, or I want I want this, I want that. Like, think about that will that will dissipate that like envy of everyone else's things that is nicer than yours. When you really take a step back, you're like, dang, yeah. And that's that perspective we talk about, like going somewhere else and getting that perspective. Mm-hmm. 
from people that have much less. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the great thing, no matter where you are, because as a 23-year-old, just recently graduated college, moving furniture for a living, wife's going to school, living in a literal closet, mm-hmm. almost literal closet. Like, even there, I had so much to be thankful for. Yes. In the moment, it was hard to remember that. Yeah. But, again, comparative, and not that you want to compare and contrast, but I had, it doesn't matter your situation. Yeah. There are things, even if it's just your health. Yeah. Even if that's literally it. Well, and that's it, right, is, is, Take it down to the simplest form. Take, take it down. Because what's funny is, is those times, and I remember those times, like when Tiff and I were broke. Yeah. And like, sh- I'm borrowing money from her. <laughs> we're not even married. Like bad times, right? And I remember like, this is awful. This is so terrible. Like I can't, I want to be there. Well, guess what? Like I'm here and there's times I want to go back to that. Yeah. The simplicity of it. I actually thought about, I've thought about that before. You know, because you strive to get to the one day. Mm-hmm. One day I'll do this. Mm-hmm. You strive, and then when you're there, you look back, it's like, what about those problems I thought were problems? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't go, like, what I don't miss is I don't miss going to the gas station and, like, wondering if my card is going to work yeah. or not. Like, yeah. I don't miss that. Yeah. But, like, just the simplicity of it. And guess what? Like, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the funnest times is back in those times when I had nothing, when I thought I had nothing. I had so much back then. I don't know. It just, but to your point, to your example, is, like, writing those down, writing, whether it's a letter or a list, man, there's something powerful in that. Just to put it on paper to physically acknowledge, man, and put yourself in that grateful mentality. Yeah. Yeah, don't, so don't just stop it just thinking of it. Yeah. Think about things. Yes, That's awesome. Absolutely. But yeah, writing it down takes it to the next level. Dude, I'm telling you, I, yeah, I'll, I'll get to I'll, I'll work it in on every <laughs> single one of these points, I'm sure. <laughs> Number two, gratitude reduces pain. Bet you didn't know that. Counting blesses, blessings versus burdens, a study conducted on evaluating the effect of gratitude on physical well-being indicated that 16% of the patients who kept a gratitude journal reported reduced pain symptoms, and were more willing to work out and cooperate with the treatment procedure. A deeper dig into the cause unleashed that by regulating the level of dopamine, gratitude fills us with more vitality, thereby reducing subjective feelings Mm. of pain. Gratitude literally reduces physical discomfort. Mm -hmm. So there's a book book called Healing Back Pain. Have you ever... Heard of this book? Who, uh, who wrote it? Uh, it was John Sarno. I think you might have told me about it. John E. Sarno. It. Okay, so uh, a buddy of mine played at University of Ohio, or University of Miami, Ohio. Um, he was there like right after The real University of Miami. The real. <laughs> the real you. The real you. <laughs> um, but it's, it's crazy is this book is not about core exercise. It's not about surgery. It's not about corrective stretching. It's not about, it's a mentality. It's, it literally coaches you through like how to think about your back pain. And so my buddy went from literally not being able to run because his back was so bad. And it would be like, you know, two weeks where he was like laid up 
and then he would get up and he would like work into getting in to like do rehab and then he heard it again. So literally like his career is done. He reads this book and within four months he's out running and the next season was like an impact player on special teams in college. Wow. So going from having not yeah, ever thinking, not I'm not even going to be able to run ever again. And it, and it was a mental thing. It was all mental. So, again, the power that your mentality has over your physicality and pain, dude, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. When you just, like, wallow <laughs> in, like, self-pity and all that, like, it sticks. It sticks around. And I don't have the science behind it. You're about to tell us about the science. But it's wild yeah. how much control your mind has over physical pain. Yeah, and, and there is physical – physical pain is real. But yeah. to your point – you can't exactly outthink. Right. You can't outthink a shattered femur I, bone. I, what's your What's your line? I just want it more than the pain. Just does. want it more than the the crushed femur bone. <laughs> but there is a book. It's not about back pain, but it's about moving better. Uh-huh. It's called A Guide to Better Movement. Same premise. Yeah. Yes, it has physical exercises you can do, yeah. but the the chunk of the book, especially at the beginning, is talking about your mentality, retraining those neural pathways. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, that it literally can reduce pain. Number three, gratitude improves sleep quality. So sleep number improves sleep quality. So does gratitude. So combine the two. You become a superhero. Get your sleep number 360 smart bed. Just saying. Do a gratitude journal. You're going to sleep like a freaking king. I mean, hundreds every night. (laughs) I mean, recovery score over 90. To the moon. Guaranteed on your whoop. (laughs) But Your sleep score is going to be, I mean, 100. 100. 100. I have mean, you ever gotten 100? No. Have you ever gotten a 99? Uh, yes. I have a hard time no, getting No, I'm sorry. I got a 98. The, 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 the closest I got was a 98. Yeah. I have a hard time getting in the 90s. Yeah, I did. Usually I'm 70s and 80s, but. No, I'm like 60s and 50s. Oh, lately. Yeah, you need lately. some more gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the yeah. bed. Now you just need some gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Studies <laughs> have shown that receiving and displaying simple acts of kindness activates the hypothalamus and thereby regulates all bodily mechanisms. All bodily mechanisms controlled by the hypothalamus, out of which sleep is a vital one. Hypothalamic regulation triggered by gratitude helps us get deeper and healthier sleep naturally every day. A brain filled with gratitude and kindness is more likely to sleep better and wake up feeling refreshed and energetic each morning. And your sleep number three. And your sleep number three sixty bed. <laughs> uh, so we do, and this is this is a Christmas reference, and we started this, but. Um, I would say probably the best month with our kids out of the year is always consistently December. Um, and I didn't really think about it until you just read that. Um, but the, the gratitude and performing services for others. So one thing that Tiffany started, and I thought this was amazing. Uh, it's probably her only good idea that she's had <laughs> since we've been married. Is uh, we, have the, we have a tree for our kids. And she's very particular about her Christmas tree. Oh, she's got her own. Oh, the, the, the family Christmas tree, nobody touches. Like, nobody. My mom comes in and helps so How many decorate. trees do y'all have? Bro, this year, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> Three? It's more than one. <laughs> less than ten. <laughs> Your your family is who I was talking about to be this episode. Hundred percent. So anyway, having said that, we've got three in our house. <laughs> so we have 
See, we, I mean, we've got four kids, and so the, each kid has one in their room, and then we have one in the game room and then one in the family yeah. room. Yeah, we, we got a decorative tree, which who the hell know, knew that that was three years ago? No. A, a fancy tree. We've got the one with our ornaments, the, uh. the, 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 the stupid kids who made, made those <laughs> ornaments. we got the ugly tree. <laughs> and then we've got one for the playroom. Which one do you put the presents under? Decorative? That's a great question. I guess the decorative one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same. So that's that's anyway. in our family room. That's what everybody looks at and everybody, yeah. But the ugly ornaments, just like, you're not, you're, you're crap, you're crap that you made Near me at school. my $6,000 yeah, tree. That, you're crap that you made me at school, the heart and soul and sweat that you put into that? Uh-uh, yeah. not on mine. You look, <laughs> put, you don't throw that in the trash. Put it in the back of the house. <laughs> but we have this tree, and so it's called the giving tree. And, and so what it is is we've got the box of these ornaments that they, we've collected over the years that they make at school or, or gifts or whatever that don't make the cut for Tiffany's tree. And, um, <laughs> <Don't make the cut. laughs> and, and so it, if the kids do an act of giving that day, so like take somebody's trash cans up to the road or they hold the door open for someone or they do something kind to help mm-hmm. somebody, right, mm-hmm. is then – we, t- we all talk about it every night at dinner, and if it's, if it's not just like Rocco saying that he said something nice to somebody, right? If, if it's a legitimate act of kindness or giving, they get to then go take an ornament, and they get to hang it on the tree. Nice. And so it like kind of motivates them to do it. And literally, that's our best month with our kids. Like, originally, I thought, oh, it's because they just want presents, and they keep asking. So they're like trying to be well-behaved to get on the nice list. Um, but I do really think that there's something about their constant focus and they're like jacked up about doing something nice. Like when they come home from school, first thing they want to do is tell us like what they did for the giving tree. And so that mentality, and again, this is just a, uh, just a, a observation on my part. I don't know if there's science behind it, but it does also align with the best month in our kids when they're really focused on that and less on themselves yeah. and more other people. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Like so. you said, it's that mentality that they're leading each day with. Yeah. It's bleeding over into, that's awesome. Yeah. Number four, gratitude aids in stress regulation. So McCready, who's a social psychologist and colleagues, in one of their studies on gratitude and appreciation, found that participants who felt gratitude showed a marked reduction in the level of the stress hormone cortisol. They had better cardiac functioning and were more resilient to emotional setbacks and negative experiences. I love that last line. More resilience to emotional setbacks and negative consequences. We all know that guy or girl who's doom and gloom. Everything's just horrible. They see the, the, word, the pessimist by nature. And gratitude, thankfulness even to the hardest of hearts, mm-hmm. can kind of sh- change that stress reaction to and make you more resilient. Think about it. anybody that's like in a an office environment, warehouse environment, like that works around other people and there's some team element to it. Um, think about that negative Nancy and how many good ideas they come up with for solving a problem versus that, over the top, mm-hmm. joyful that that person that really you know is 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 an optimist and and really thinks that way. Think about the ideas. Like really think about those people. Like who typically is coming up with like good solutions to solving problems. Like it just frees up space for creativity yeah. and critical thinking when you're not thinking about all the bad things that can happen. Right. 
That's an excellent point. I mean, think about think about our team. I mean, in our day job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you maybe they should they, call people out by name. Here. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they may not always be great ideas, but at least yeah. they're coming up with ideas. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and like and, you said, it allows you a a foundation of creativity. That's right. Deep thought, positivity. There's just space for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Number five, gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. By reducing the stress hormones and managing the autonomic nervous system functions, gratitude significantly reduces symptoms of depression and anxiety. At the neurochemical level, feelings of gratitude are associated with an increase in the neuromodulation of the prefrontal cortex, the brain site responsible for managing negative emotions like guilt, shame, and violence. As a result, people who keep a gratitude journal or use verbal expressions for the same are more empathetic and positive-minded by nature. Here's one thing, though, too, that I'd, I'd, I'd like to announce my gratefulness of is how much better of a reader you are now than you were a year ago. Yeah, well. <laughs> that wasn't an easy read that you just no, did right there. you got to practice and a lot. You just, and you just <laughs> ran through that. What do you mean reading? This is all coming off the top of my head. I mean, uh, <laughs> this is all. This memorized. Is all, this is all entered knowledge <laughs> in my brain. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, Thank you for expressing good. that. Yeah. 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 No, I now just, I'm, now I'm in better mood. Yeah. Less and, depressed and less depressed. Yeah. No anxiety in this moment. Yeah. And I'm going to Serato- be able to, is that, sir, is that dopamine serotonin yeah. that's yeah. released? All the good stuff. Yeah. The, the, the good cams. Appreciate you. That was a moment we had, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, gratitude keeps us in the moment. Uh-huh. I love this one. Uh, uh-huh. When we give and receive thank you notes, our brain is automatically redirected to pay attention to what we have, producing intrinsic motivation and a strong awareness mm. of the present. This one might be my favorite one because I have a tendency to be looking ahead mm. constantly. And so what my gratitude journal does in the morning when I write down two things that I'm grateful for, it keeps me, like I literally can't think of anything else when I'm trying to sit there and think, what am I grateful for? Yeah. I can't think about future anxiety. I can't think about what I don't have. I'm literally trying to think about things that I have. Mm-hmm. And by nature, that brings me into the present moment. That yeah. allows me in the here and now, which we talked about in that dopamine book. Do you always want to be in the here and now? No, you don't want 100% of anything. Do you always want to be in the future state? No, you want a good mixture of the two. Yeah. And gratitude, expressing gratitude, receiving gratitude, allows you to stay in that present moment. Yeah. Man, that's good. I don't know. You, you okay. Just, you just, you <laughs> just got it. On. <laughs> that's a first. <laughs> Drop the mic. And then lastly, number seven, gratitude improves resiliency. We touched on this a second ago. A cross-sectional study published in the International Journal of Social Psychiatry that participants who felt more grateful and practiced gratitude journaling were found happier and emotionally stronger than others. An extension of the study on depressive patients showed that those who practiced gratitude exercises recovered soon and felt more motivated to bounce back from their distress. I think it's not just emotional resilience. I think it's overall resilience. I think there's physical resilience that are associated with it. Think about we're doing these Saturday sufferings. And think about your willingness to finish some of the things that we've done if like you just like didn't want to be there and you're like, no, like sucks. This is my life is terrible. Like we wouldn't finish a lot of the ones that things that we've done Mm -hmm. just like the, and I think a um, comfort crisis, 
and uh, Michael Easter, Donnie Vincent, they go on this caribou hunt, and they're up in the Arctic, and they're not, they literally, whatever they can pack in originally is the only guaranteed food they have, which is like bars. Mm-hmm. And they're, the ability to, to, to handle that adversity of weather and exhaustion and all those things, if they didn't have that sense of, man, I'm like super grateful for my life at home. I'm super grateful for these things. Like it would be really hard to push through those things. Think if you're in like total survival, like think of, uh, what's, what's a, what's that movie with Liam Neeson? Wolf. Is it Wolf? What's that? Taken? No, it's the only one you know. <laughs> the one where they they crash and there's a bunch of like wolves that are like a plane crash and there's a bunch of wolves that are like chasing yeah, them down recall. or whatever. But the people that are gonna die off first, it sounds really bad, are the ones that are like are just not grateful for what they've yeah. got in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like whatever and just give up. So I just think of how that translates. And and for me, going through my fitness journey and when I was like depressed and like when I'd work out of it, like ugh. Nah, but then like I get excited. I'm grateful that for the fact that like I've got a community, I've got a gym that I like, I got um, programming that I like, my nutrition. I'm I'm grateful for that. Like all of these things, man. The next level that it allows me to go to is just different. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I do think just mental resilience is like if you if you have the mindset of okay, like. I've still got a home, I've still got a family, or I've still got something. I've still got all these things that others don't have. Dude, I'm super lucky. Yeah. Like, you're able to not let that completely force you into a tailspin. You're able to say, okay, now let me just think collectively. If, I, if it doesn't work out, or if I don't get this job, or I don't end up marrying this person, or I don't get what I want, okay, I still have a ton of stuff and I don't need that. It's a bonus that allows you to be able to go through and manage that situation a whole lot more effective and a whole lot more creatively. Yeah. And another, another benefit that wasn't on that list. Think about your life socially. Think about people that are, that practice gratitude, just how attractive they are as people. Yeah. Yep. And, as opposed to the shitty people who are just always down in the dumps. They're always thinking about things that they don't have. I mean, gracious or people that practice gratitude are just more attractive people. So that's another that we didn't even, that's a bonus, bonus benefit. Well, a hundred percent, your social life improves. And I'm going to, and I know I've already talked about Tiff a bunch, but Tiff, Tiff has like this gift of, of like entering into a person's place of pain with them, feeling that with them and then like encouraging and like helping them through it. She has this, like it's a, it's 100% like her strongest gift um, besides being smoking hot. But uh, there's a point though that she'll get to, if it's the same person over and over and over and over and over like, I just can't have this relationship anymore because, yeah. like, I'll enter in with somebody on a really hard time. But if your life is in that hard time and you choose to stay there, there's nothing that I that that I can do to pull you out of it. I can't be around you mm-hmm. because now it's unhealthy. And there's there's those people, and I'm and I tend to be this way. I feel like I feel like I dance like this 
eternal optimist. And then like, I just want to talk about all the stuff that's bad. And I notice when I'm in that phase where I'm talking about things that are bad or how hard it is or what I'm going through. And I just talk about that because I want people to feel sorry for me. Like, I feel like the people, the circles around me get a whole lot smaller and it's just, it's not a good place. So everybody knows that person. It's always got something negative to say is always wants that or, Oh, it must be nice or whatever it is. Like nobody wants to be around that. Agree. So I don't think there was anything on that list that was earth shattering or we didn't maybe in- intuitively know. Yeah. Or have learned over the course of time. Why is the why is it then so hard to not practice to yeah, to not practice gratitude? Mm-hmm. What what do you think keeps not everybody, but yeah. for you personally, what, th- what do you think I, keeps I think, you from it? I think one is we're hyper aware of what we don't have because we see what others do have. Yeah. And we see the best of what mm-hmm. others do have. Like if you were to record the highlights of your of Ben Gibbs' life. Bro, you would be the envy of the internet yeah. if you just recorded that. Right. As, as boring as you kind of think, and, and I'm just saying this generically, as you think your life may be, if you just highlighted the 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 best things that you have, people are like, dude, that dude's got it so good. Yeah. He's got an awesome wife. He's got two healthy boys. He's got a home gym. He's got a great job. He works at the start. He watches the Cowboys practice every single Wednesday and Thursday during the football season. Like, dude, that dude, and you have way more awesome Thank things, you. but I'm just, but they would look at you and be like, dude, that's freaking awesome. I wish my life was that good. Yeah. But we all think about like what we don't have. Like, right. we're just hyper aware of the. I could find three people in our office. Yes. That I would point to and say, well, they have this and they have. So yeah. You, yeah, you're exactly right. You know. But then again, here's what we don't see is we don't see those influencer or those role models or whatever is we don't see we don't see the everyday life. We don't see what it's like when they go home from that, you know, awesome job or that awesome opportunity or that vacation or whatever it is. Right. We don't see what what is going on. And then we're shocked when Tom Brady and Giselle get a divorce. Like, oh my gosh, they have the best life ever. This is so great. I wish I had all that. And it's like, now they're going through like a gut-wrenching, very, like, very, like, just hard time relationally. Like, everybody has those things, but nobody highlights those things. Nobody talks about those things. And so I just think part of of culturally where we're at is we just want the good things. We don't want any of the bad. But if you have this level of gratitude where you can say, you know what, even those hard things, and we've talked about it quite a bit, even those hard things, like the challenges with a relationship or a losing a loved one or a job loss or whatever it may be, those, if you can really just layer, sprinkle in gratitude even on those and recognize, dang, I'm going to learn from this. And on the other side of this, I'm going to be so much stronger. I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to be more resilient. I'm going to be able to teach somebody else because I'm going through this. Like that is when you can really, really start to start to grow and start to see really, really positive impact in your sphere of people. Yeah. I think there's, there's a couple of attributes that you can live your life with or foundational core principles 
that I would put up on the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And I think gratitude, the ability to practice gratitude, the ability to truly be thankful for your situation mm-hmm. is definitely on that Mount Rushmore. If you can master that, because again, the great thing about gratitude is it's, it can go through any situation you find yourself in. Yep. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You have something that you can be grateful for. Yep. And that's the great thing about it. It's sure. not dependent on, am I making a million dollars a year? Or do I have the biggest house in the block? Or do I have three you know, cars in my garage? It's not dependent on those things. Gratitude mm-hmm. is dependent on you being grateful and no matter the circumstances. Yep. And so to me, if you want to live a good life, part of that is practicing gratitude. And if somehow you can find a way to master this skill, to me, all those seven reasons and beyond more than than what we're listing, life is going to look pretty good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, man, what gratitude, what gratitude, when I practice it, and I'm not not by any means an expert at it and I struggle with it. And so I needed this. So thank you is gratitude to me leads to freedom. Yes. hundred percent agree. You're not, you're not a slave to consumerism. You're not a slave to accentuating circumstances that are out of your control. You're not a slave to relationships. You're not a slave to all these things that we idolize as a culture that really have just, like trapped us in this like spin cycle of depression and negativity and, and conflict and disagreement. It frees you of that. Like imagine if when, you know, our country during, during COVID, imagine if we're going through the pandemic and we as a country said, frick guys, like we're really grateful. One that we have homes that we can lock down in. Two, really grateful that there are scientists out there trying to figure out the solution. Okay, whether they're right or wrong, we're grateful that we even have the ability to navigate this. We're grateful for our neighbors next door, and in so, we're going to help them out. I mean, I just, I think if, if we'd approach that with a level of gratitude as opposed to, like, they're screwing us or, you know, everybody's going to die, I mean... I just feel like how much smoother that process could have gone. And, and to me, that gratitude equals freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I think if, if we practice gratitude more as a society, I don't see a downside in that at all. And so I take that back to how we started a little bit, getting lost in the whole mm-hmm. Christmas thing. And, and again, I know it's tongue-in-cheek. We were joking around. But seriously, at, on this Thanksgiving Day, when you're probably listening to this or you know around Thanksgiving Day, don't take that because I, I know about our family. We go around the circle, mention a couple of things. Don't take that moment for granted. Truly think about the things that you're grateful for. Appreciate the day mm-hmm. because that's what it was designed for. It was designed to reflect on the past year, things that we can be grateful for. Again, no matter your circumstance, there are things to be grateful for. And so that's my encouragement as you're listening to this today on Thanksgiving Day. It's good. Is to truly be thankful. Don't disrespect the true meaning of the day. That's right. Use it for what it was intended for. And I think use it as a as a diving board for how to live this way consistently going forward. Mm-hmm. Not every day. 
but you're going to be perfect at it. Not every day is it going to be, you know, daisies and sunshine. Yeah. But how, how can you, whatever you recognize that you're grateful for on Thanksgiving, how can you recall on that, circle back through that feeling as consistently as possible and really just change your whole perspective on how you look at your life, your circumstances, and how you maybe can spread that to somebody else by the way that you live. Be contagious with it. Yeah. And you will be. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have an old coach that said enthusiasm is contagious. Gratitude is contagious. I would argue this on the football field. <laughs> Enthusiasm can sometimes be corny. It's not always <laughs> contagious. There's times that I'm like, I'm yeah. not grateful, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm negative, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, it's a good. Speaking of gratitude, yeah, we had an awesome time, what was this, two weeks ago at Choctaw? Yeah. There is literally no better place. No. I'm telling you. There is no better. If you're a football fan, if you're a sports fan, there is no better place than Choctaw Casino, the league at Choctaw Casino Resort, to go watch a game. And you've got Yo. somebody working on your house right now mm-hmm. who's very grateful. Tell us that story real quick. Yeah, so it's it's awesome, man. And we've got, like, a really, really just a, a great guy, a really talented, like, cabinet maker. And, um, and he was up there last week and won $100,000. Like, that is awesome. you know, when you, I always think like, I always thought the lottery I was like, do people actually really truly win? Yeah. Like, or like casinos, like these giveaways, do people actually truly win? Or is it just a marketing thing? Like truly somebody I know that I'm interacting with on a daily basis right now. I'm surprised you didn't quit your, uh, I know. your job. I know. I know. I was like, yo. I'm sure you'll be a professional gambler. I was like, yo, when do you have time to go to the casino? <laughs> Why aren't you making my, my stuff? My cabinet's been sitting here for two weeks, bro. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. No, man, it was yeah. so cool, dude. It was, it was, and I was so happy. And, you know, November, they're giving away over a million dollars. Yeah, 1.6. 1.6 million dollars. Yeah. Now 1.5. There we go. 1.5 left. Uh, but it's cool just to hear that, like, look, this is legit. And and Choctaw and just Choctaw Nation is really trying to just make pe- li- people's lives better. Yeah. Like 100% Choctaw Nation, right? They're, they're, they're trying to, like, support their people, create jobs, do a lot of really cool things. But the people that come and fund it through the casino – they're great. They are grateful for you, and they want to reward you for that. Yeah. yeah. So, and then again, we went up to the league. I got to say, that was such a fun watch Last. party. I will say though, we got to be very selective on what games we agree to because we're over. We're over. We're over. Yeah, we're over. Over. But every time we've been up there, that the Cowboys have lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but right before that, and I don't even know if we've talked about it on the show yet, is. It was my birthday, and Tiffany and I went up there for a little getaway. And I'm telling you, telling you, it was one of the best, like, 24-hour periods that she and I have had. Went up, we played a little bit of blackjack, and it was I taught Tiffany, and it was really cool, interactive, found a fun table. Went to um, 1838, the steakhouse. steakhouse. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm a big, look, I love Nick and Sam's, my favorite restaurants. But I'm like, dude. This is well. It's the same guy, right? Yeah. Or used to used to work at Nick and Sam's, right? Something like that. Yeah, he used yeah. to be the, one of the managers at, at Nick and Sam's. Phenomenal, 
phenomenal steakhouse. And then we went and did a bunch of stuff. That movie theater, it was unbelievable. So if you're just looking for like, hey, we need to get away. We got, you know, grandparents watching the kids. One night is all it took because it's that close. We literally got up there at like 3 o'clock, and we left the next morning at like 11. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So Choctaw, thank you. This Thanksgiving, take your family up to Choctaw. (laughs) Plenty of food options. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate it, guys. We've got an awesome episode coming up this Monday. We are speaking with a Welsh actor, model, adventurer. It is a great episode. Amazing episode. Yeah. Speaking of gratitude, I am grateful yeah. for that dude and that that discussion we had because his life, amazing story, amazing yeah. transformation, amazing things he's doing now. So be on the lookout for that this coming Monday. Hopefully you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving break. Yes. Take time. Be grateful for it. Take some. Take a few days off. I know we're always connected and we're always working. We're try to take a few days with whoever you're spending your time with. Right. And be grateful. Uh, It will literally, as we talked about today, change your brain. That's right. So appreciate you guys. We are grateful for you for listening. We'll see you on Monday, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving.